Hi guys, Lonre and Lisa here. We just wanted to hop in before the show to tell you how much we appreciate your support. It means so much to us, and we'd love to ask you for a small favor. If you could subscribe to our show, rate us, and write a written review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods, we would be forever grateful. And if you know someone who'd enjoy listening, please tell them about it. And of course, follow the Hippocratic hosts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up with all the latest news. Thanks, everyone. You're the best. Now on with the show. Modern life. Between careers, kids, and health, it can be mayhem. That's why we're here. I'm Dr. Lisa Varghese-Kroll. And I'm Dr. Lonre Falusi. We're physicians, moms, and longtime friends who break it all down for you. Wondering how to juggle all the balls and still stay sane? Looking for advice but don't want to be overwhelmed? Curious about how to make the most out of life for your family but enjoy it at the same time? You're in the right place. Welcome to Health and Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. On this episode, we're talking about fruits, vegetables, and kids. Why are fruits and veggies especially important for kids and how much should they eat each day? We share a dozen of the best tips from experts and our own experiences for getting kids to eat more fruits and veggies. Grab an apple or a carrot and enjoy the episode. Hey, Lonre. Hey, Lisa. Wow, I cannot believe the holidays have descended upon us. <laughs> I know. In, in COVID times, it's like time is either excruciatingly slow, but at the same time, we blink and the year is almost over. I know. I've, I've lost all sense of time. <laughs> I think we've said that before. <laughs> right. But, you know, with the holidays coming, all the temptation to indulge in all the foods that we normally might just eat in moderation, man, that becomes that becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, with with the desire to eat more of those foods, we end up eating fewer of the healthier foods that we need to, such as fruits and vegetables. And that's often true for both adults and children. Right, right. And with kids spending more time at home because of distance learning or, you know, fewer extracurricular and weekend activities, we're especially aware of the foods that we keep in our homes these days. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And that's why I'm looking forward to this episode. I mean, really, at any time of the year, it's helpful to learn new ways to encourage kids to eat more and different types of produce. Absolutely. Especially as the mom of a formerly very picky child. <laughs> this is advice that I really appreciated and will still still appreciate. So, you know, why is it that fruits and veggies are such an important part of a kid's diet? You know, why can't we just skip them entirely? Well, the reason is that they contain key vitamins and minerals that are difficult to get in other foods. The, the main ones are vitamin A, which uh, you'll find in green leafy vegetables like spinach, uh, but which is also present in carrots, broccoli, and squash. And vitamin A is important for vision, the immune system, and even for a healthy reproductive system in the future. Uh, your heart, lungs, kidneys, and other organs need vitamin A in order to function properly. What's also found is vitamin C. And citrus fruits like oranges and grapefruit, also strawberries and broccoli, they contain this important vitamin. People often think of vitamin C as an antioxidant that supports the immune system, which it is, but it's also vital for growing and repairing body parts such as bones, ligaments, tendons, and skin. And fruits and vegetables also contain vitamin E, magnesium, zinc, phosphorus, folic acid, and fiber, which are important for brain development, digestive health, 
cardiovascular health, the immune system, and generally keep other body systems functioning well uh, in addition to those. Fruits and vegetables are especially important in children because their brains and bodies are growing rapidly. Healthy nutrition early in life sets them up for a healthier and potentially longer adulthood. And it's, it's also often easier to develop good habits the younger that you are. So if you can help your children appreciate nutritious foods while they're young so that, you know, they don't have to learn how to do it when they're adults and more set in their ways, then that's a great gift we can give our kids as parents. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about what to give them or how much. Um, what are the recommendations for fruits and vegetables for kids? So you might hear people suggest that you eat the rainbow, just meaning, you know, eating a variety of fruits and veggies of all colors. And that's how you get that wide variety of vitamins and minerals. So a lot of kids enjoy fruits, but not vegetables so much. Um, but it is recommended that they eat just as many, if not more, veggies per day as fruits. So they don't miss out on nutrients like calcium and iron that you'll find in vegetables and less so in fruits. So the USDA, which is the uh, United States Department of Agriculture that sets these recommendations, um, they've broken it down based on age and sex. But generally speaking, um, the daily recommendations are first for a child who's aged two to eight years, um, they should have one to one and a half cups of vegetables a day, plus one to one and a half cups of fruits each day. For a child nine to 13 years old, they should aim for two to two and a half cups of veggies, plus one and a half cups of fruits each day. And then for older kids, teenagers 14 to 18 years old, they should be getting two and a half to three cups of veggies a day, plus one and a half to two cups of fruits a day. So altogether, you know, when we're talking about the older teens, it should be like five cups a day total of fruits and vegetables. But then that brings up the question, you know, what counts as a cup? For spinach, it's two cups of raw spinach or one cup of cooked spinach. So it can be a little complicated. Um, so we'll add a link to the show notes to the tables on these recommendations based on age and sex and the specific fruit and vegetable types. So you can look through that based on, um, you know, the ages of your own kids or thinking about the types of fruits and vegetables that you all normally eat. But, you know, kids typically haven't poured over these guidelines and mine weren't very moved by my begging them to follow USDA recommendations. No? You know, I know, right? Weirdos. <laughs> so, you know, why is it so hard to get kids to eat produce, particularly veg vegetables? Well, the simple answer is that kids, especially when they become toddlers, generally prefer foods that are sweet over those that are more bitter. And this makes sense because their diet in the first several months of life consists solely of milk, which is on the sweeter side compared to other foods. And humans in general are repelled by bitter tastes because bitter can signify poisonous. So this was really a survival mechanism. And kids also have more taste buds than adults do, which is so interesting, but it also explains why some tastes seem so amplified for them. Um, and they also tend not to like to try new foods. Right. And that can be a really difficult hurdle to get over. Totally. But we do have lots of tips for you on getting your kids to eat more fruits and vegetables. So first, so important that we as adults model healthy eating for our kids. That's right. 
And we've emphasized this in previous episodes, especially the sleep and self-care episodes, you know, how important it is for parents to be good role models. And it's definitely the case when it comes to, you know, how we eat and having them see us eat fruits and vegetables and really enjoy it and love it, even if you're exaggerating <laughs> it, really, you know, normalizes it for them. Absolutely. And doesn't make it seem like, yeah, like it's a punishment that I now have to eat a carrot. Um, but, you know, as you're doing that, though, watch the sodium content um, in things that are canned, so like canned vegetables in particular, um, or buy the no salt added versions whenever possible. Yes, good point. And, you know, make it a regular habit so that every meal has a fruit or vegetable, including snacks, so that kids just come to expect that that will be part of what they eat. And kids love to dip food. So try giving them fruits and veggies with hummus or ranch or some other salad dressing or salsa or peanut or almond butter. Ooh, yum. What about Nutella? No, no, that's for mom to eat with a spoon right out of the jar after the kids are in bed. <laughs> Got it. No taking. <laughs> I, I have your permission. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. You all you all have permission to do that. <laughs> and next, you know, make fruits and vegetables easily accessible. Um, we always keep a bowl of fruits washed and ready to grab in the fridge. Uh, and the other side of that coin is to limit the high calorie, low nutrient snacks that are also easy to grab like cookies or chips or other prepackaged junk food. Um, because, you know, unless you and all your kids have wills of steel, it's just too hard to walk past that bag of Doritos and reach for carrots and hummus instead. Um, you know, especially because many processed snack foods and fast foods are modified to induce cravings and mm -hmm. vegetables can't necessarily compete. Right, right. Um, next tip, you know, substitute veggies for some of the grains and meats in your favorite recipes. I find that this is easiest with foods like pasta, where you mm -hmm. can get like zucchini noodles and mix that with spaghetti or add eggplant to lasagna in place of ground beef or turkey. Uh, my current favorite is cauliflower pizza crust, um, which we buy frozen and then we use for homemade pizza. And you can you know, choose the toppings and make your toppings a little bit more healthy than what you might get from, you know, takeout pizza. Um, or you can substitute sweet fruits like shredded apples or ripe bananas for sugar in recipes for pancakes or pastries. Another good idea, um, use applesauce or mashed bananas in place of oil when you're making baked goods. So some nice ways just to substitute, like, you know, pretty simply substitute these like common fruits and vegetables um, in some of your favorite recipes. Right. We love that last one because like we love to make muffins every weekend. But I mean, muffins, some muffin recipes are basically cake. <laughs> so, you know, like it's good to know that you can make one small substitution and at least improve the nutritional value a little bit. <laughs> Increase right. the nutritional value, decrease the guilt a small amount. Um, but uh, our next tip is that if you're going to the grocery store together, let your child choose a fruit or vegetable to try that week. One that's new or one they haven't had in a while. Um, because cause kids, you know, like all humans, love having some control. Yeah, and along those lines, involve the kids in the process of preparing the foods, especially with vegetables. So my daughter's school did this with pumpkins one fall, which I thought was brilliant. They had the kids approach it like it was an exploration or a science experiment. They had to, they had to touch each part of the pumpkin and trace the grooves with their fingers and smell it and hold it and all of that. 
Um, so I started doing that with veggies at home, you know, having her use all of her senses to explore red bell pepper. <laughs> and then she that. helps to slice it with like a kid friendly knife. Yeah. Um, so and that's like a nice way to explore something that's like new or they might, you know, maybe turn their nose at. But um, but instead, they're like really getting into it um, in this kind of like sciencey fun way. And it's actually research has shown that involving children in meal preparation can increase vegetable intake, especially if we can find a few ways to make it fun for them. Absolutely. And another thing to try is making fruits and vegetables more visually appealing. Try making fruit kebabs or try cutting them with a cookie cutter into fun shapes. And we'll include some of these more specific fun ideas in our hack of the week. And then offer fruits and veggies when you know your kids will be hungry. So they may be less likely to refuse those if they're hungry and if they're ready to eat, you know, and it's the first thing that that you put in front of them. That's so true. That's that's true for me, too. (laughs) (laughs) And next, try them in different ways, especially vegetables. Uh, Try them raw, steamed, roasted, with or without your favorite spices, Um, In our family, our patented go-to spice combo is cumin and garlic powder on veggies, Mm. um, whether roasted, steamed, or thawed from frozen. And also remember that frozen vegetables are an affordable and perfectly acceptable way to eat veggies, especially at those times of year when produce is out of season and might be Mm -hmm. especially pricey. Um, Modern freezing techniques are very effective at preserving vegetables' nutrients and In certain circumstances, studies have shown that they actually have more nutrients than fresh veggies, Mm -hmm. which is just crazy. But, uh, you know, not to ever say that fresh veggies are bad, but just that there's no reason to avoid frozen. Yeah, I completely agree. And I find that, you know, I think some of that is that when people put fresh veggies or fruits in their fridge, you might not get to it for like a week. Right. And during that time, (laughs) you lose some of the quality of it. So, yeah, I love fresh. um, I love frozen veggies for that reason. Um, So another tip is to hide the veggies in ways that are not obvious. So now, of course, we all want kids to want to eat veggies and to love eating them. But sometimes getting there can be a long journey. And in the meantime, we find creative ways to get the veggies in them, even if they don't realize it. Um, You know, some ideas for fruits and veggies, making smoothies with bananas and spinach or other produce that's easy to blend together. One of my favorites is mac and cheese. First, you can like prepare however you usually do and then steam some veggies that have a similar color. You know, I like to mix cauliflower, carrots and squash. So you steam them and then blend them and then add those to the mac and cheese. And I find that the colors and textures actually blend in pretty nicely together. So I've been doing this for a couple of years and my older daughter who otherwise was not interested in those particular veggies never noticed that they were in her pasta and she just ate it right up. (laughs) She knows now that the veggies are there in her mac and cheese and now she loves them. But like, you know, in the beginning, um, rather than kind of having that, you know, like fight about it, just kind of added it in and then like slowly made it normal. Like, oh, did you enjoy the squash that was in your mac and cheese this time? (laughs) Right. And, you know, keep trying. The fact is that kids often need to try a new food at least seven times before they accept it. So if they only like broccoli, keep serving broccoli and intermittently just keep reintroducing other fruits and veggies. You know, remember, our job as adults is to determine what goes on the plate. 
but kids get to decide how much they eat. So don't get discouraged. And you know, if none of these work for your child, be sure to talk to your child's doctor. Sometimes we will suggest a multivitamin, though uh, it's important to remember that vitamins and minerals are best absorbed through food rather than as a pill or as a medication, um, but it might be worth asking about. And we also want to recognize that food insecurity or difficulty affording enough healthy food is a huge barrier to meeting these recommendations. That's right. Yeah, and in our clinic, we actually screen for food insecurity. We asked um, families about that. And the number of families who have said like, yes, we have had difficulty getting enough healthy food for our household, that number has skyrocketed during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, which is really frightening. And it's yeah. you know a huge problem all across the country, really. We've seen images of cars lined up for miles or right. people standing in line for hours to get food from food banks. So we know that families are really struggling out there, which can make it you know tough to you know, to try to get all these fruits and vegetables on the plate. Right. It's it's just one more difficulty that's been brought to us by COVID. Um, and we know also that many people live in food deserts, uh, which is where there is no grocery store available for several miles. And so that makes it difficult, if not impossible, to eat the rainbow of a variety of produce. If the closest grocery store is five or 10 miles away and you don't have reliable transportation and the only food store you have is a gas station that has mainly packaged foods. So, you know, given those realities, we will add links in our show notes to ways that we can help because, you know, if we truly say that we're all in this together, then let's do what we can to help those who are most affected. And that gets us to our physician mom hack of the week. We mentioned earlier that, you know, one of the great ways to get kids involved in um, in choosing healthy food is to make it fun for them. Um, and the USDA website has actually quite a few resources to, believe it or not, make fruits and vegetables fun for kids. <laughs> Um, We'll put all of these links in the show notes, but one of my favorite things is that they actually have a list of games that kids can play um, around healthy eating. There's one called the Snack Shack game where you get to like, you know, it's interactive. You get to choose like healthy foods and they can even learn how to read nutrition facts labels. Um, There's another one that's like a blast off game called uh, Planet Power where kids have to sort of figure out um, food and physical activity, actually, to get them to their destination. So um, check that out for your kids. You know, it might be like, you know, a nice little uh, game that you can all play together. And um, and again, like normalizing, like choosing healthy fruits and veggies. And then the other thing on the USDA website that I really like, which is actually like a sub website of theirs called choosemyplate.gov, um, is they have these really quick and easy like mini recipes um, that you can use to like sort of creatively but very quickly make fruits and vegetables appealing for kids. Um, So we mentioned kebabs. They have some like good ideas of um, fruits and veggies that you can put on kebabs, um, ways you can make frozen treats in the warm months, or more ways to like create these dippers for kids um, for um, their like, you know, quickly dipping fruits and veggies um, into things. And, and also, um, you know, bumps on a log, like those little like quick ideas that you can not just put together to make the food more interesting for your kids, 
but actually to involve them in preparing fruits and veggies. So I will put all of those links in the show notes. Um, and we hope that that uh, gives you something in like quick and fun ways to increase the fruits and vegetables that the whole family takes in. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we are very grateful for the time that you spend with us. We will be taking a short break for the holidays and we'll be returning January 12th with our new episode. So please join us then. And in the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where we're at Hippocratic Hosts. Um, We would love it if you would subscribe and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. And if you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. So we wish you all a wonderful holiday, even if it looks different this year. We hope that you'll uh, be able to find some joy and rest in the season. And we look forward to talking to you again on January 12th. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to Health at Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. Remember that all views expressed here are our own, not our employers. And all content is for informational purposes only. and should not be construed as medical advice, nor the establishment of a doctor-patient relationship. Always consult your own physician or healthcare team for any medical issues. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, subscribe, and tell a friend. And check out our website at www.hippocratichosts.com for show notes on this and all our episodes. Can't wait to chat with you next time.